Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MSUM Dragons podcast, where we believe that the student-athlete experience here at MSUM is more than a game. I'm your host, John Webby Webking. Why is it important to stay connected to your sport or your program? And what are some of the tips on getting reconnected if you've been working on you and your life for a while and just want to get reconnected? What does that connection look like from a coach's perspective, from an alum's perspective, and does it matter to the current athletes? Well, our guests today, and yes, I said guests with an S, are AD Doug Peters, football quarterback Jacob Sanani, and head women's basketball coach Carla Nelson as we all dive into those questions and even find some time to talk about golf and marbles. And yes, I said marbles. Let's have a listen to this week's live Fired Up Lunchcast. All right, we are live with the Fired Up Lunch cast. We've got Doug Peters over here, and first up is one of our special guests today is Jacob Sinani. Jacob, how's it going? Because no one cares about me and Doug. They've had enough of us on the Lunch cast for a little while. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. Ready to get this thing going. Awesome. How's the summer Let's been ask going? This question. What time did you get up this morning, Sinani? Uh, today we had conditioning, so it was a little earlier than normal. So I was in the 630 group. There's a group before us. But yeah, so I was up around 5.45 to head over to Nemzik to get on the field. And, whew, that, that's a little early for me in some ways. But how, how has that been going? What's it feel like to be back into that place as we go? Uh, I mean, it feels great just being able to see everyone face-to-face. We're, we're still six feet apart every five yards. We're, we're doing our best. But, I mean, it's a lot better than seeing guys sending workout videos than what we've been doing where we can actually – make sure that guys are getting the conditioning in. Well, tell us a little bit about, you know, before we get into too much of what's happening right now, what was the summer like for you personally in adjusting to everything that kind of happened? Like, how'd you stay active and, and did your best to throw the football a little bit? You cut out a little bit, but I'll try and answer the question as best as I heard it. Um, so for me, um, or as a senior group, we decided that we're going to take a lot of ownership in this. And um, we had weekly meetings where we would meet with Coach Lockaway, and then we would come up with a plan on what was the best way to make sure that guys are still staying active during the quarantine time where guys may have full weight room or they might just have to be stuck with body weights. And that's where uh, our strength coach, Coach Anderson, did a really good job on making sure that he had a plan set in place for everyone, whether you had a weight room or didn't have a weight room. So we kind of just made sure that when you were working out, you had to send in a video. And then we, had, we set the standard as a senior class at 12 workouts a week, um, whether that's working out, doing yoga and stretching, doing some sort of conditioning. And then we had position drills as well. So you had seven days to get 12 workouts in. And for the most part, guys did an amazing job. And I think we're almost more prepared than we would be if we were just doing stuff at Nemzik, a lot of guys went above and beyond the 12 workouts that we did. And that was really exciting. And what have the first few days back been like? I know early mornings is part of it. Um, as coach Carla Nelson hops in here as well. Hey coach. Her audio is connecting. Hey Swan. (laughs) (laughs) Good to see you guys. Um, but Jacob, just another follow-up on that is just, 
what has this return to Nemzik been like as far as the conditioning and now some some weightlifting? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's really exciting because, like I said before, we're not just seeing guys work out through videos, and now we're able to. You're not just working out by yourself. You have the whole team there where you can push guys farther than you would be if you're lifting by yourself. So, I mean, I think the work that we've done in the past two weeks have been really good, and I'm looking forward for the rest of the summer. Did you see that summer feeling of just – I've done it before. You know, you eat a little bit more, especially under quarantine. And you said you guys, as a senior group, made a commitment to coming in healthier and stronger. How did that transition feel for you in getting back into group workouts and a little bit higher level of intensity? Um, I think uh, the first two weeks that we've had, the guys on the team have been looking really good from a standpoint of Anderson wanted us to kind of ease back into things. And a lot of guys were like, we don't need to ease back into it. We've, we've already been going full go for since we left for spring break. And now I think um, just the guys on the team, just being there, I mean, everyone has adrenaline when we're doing the conditioning. So it's been really fun. And Coach Carla, since you're here with us, let's pitch it over to you. What is, uh, before you make sure you unmute, um, what has your summer been like? You got to unmute. Where's Swen? <laughs> Let's see if I can help her out here. Hey. There we go. Hello? Got can her. Me? Okay. Am I good? Yeah, you're great. Oh, okay, good. What were you saying now? Well, how's your summer been as we, we see you now here and after uh, a long kind of off period, you know, what's your summer been like? Well, it doesn't really, it actually feels like August. Uh, you know, it's just been a long, you know, it's been a long few months, just like everybody else, you know, just trying to get back to some normalcy and, um, you know, uh, just kind of playing it by ear. I mean, it's kind of frustrating yet, um, you know, you have to be patient with everything that's happening. So yeah, it's interesting. It's been interesting. I've, you know, I've been at this for 27 years and this would be the first summer that I haven't been out recruiting. So it actually feels odd. Yeah. And you guys do a really good job of recruiting a class behind. So, I mean, you, you are typically ahead in your recruiting cycle anyway. How has this kind of affected your, your recruiting timeline as a whole? You mentioned not being out there, but you know, how has this really made an impact and made it really interesting to use your words? Well, I think uh, the the 2020s have been fine, um, but it's going to be the, you know, the 10th grade class, um, you know, the ninth graders that you would be looking at um, that are going to be 10th graders, 10th graders that are going to be 11th graders. Uh, you know, I told Swen one thing we're going to have to do is we're going to have to go back to the old days, which is just watch a lot of video and probably get out during the high school season and watch more games during the high school season because, um, everything else is pretty much on hold or plus we can't leave campus anyway. So, uh, you know, I think you're just going to have to figure it out as you go. And, um, I know that it's going to work out, so we're not going to really worry about it. And we're just going to, uh, worry about this year's recruiting class. Carla, Carla, as you talk about recruiting in the future and you're obviously having conversations and we can't get into specific names, but what's the vibe you're hearing from the, women's basketball players that you're recruiting right now that are still in high school how are they handling this what are they thinking what are they feeling well I think there's 
there's twofold. I think some kids are patient and then some kids are panicky. Um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we've done everything we can do virtually and Zoom and all those things. And, uh, you know, I think kids, especially girls, women, want to get on campus and see for themselves what it's like. Um, and so there's a panic, like, when can we get there? And then, you know, what's going on with AU? And, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And, uh, you know, so it's, I think you see two things. Like I said, I think some kids are really patient and are like, okay, this is going to be fine. And then some kids are like, I need to decide. And, um, you know, so you, you feel bad for them because there's so much uncertainty. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to work out. And, you know, kids are really resourceful. I mean, a lot of kids are sending uh, highlight tapes out our, our videos out more than how about tapes uh, videos out more than ever before. So it's, I don't know. It's a new, it's, it's something new, you know, and I really do think that um, maybe this will be a way that, that kids can, this will be an Avenue like the highlight tapes will be the Avenue. Maybe kids will go if they can't play AU, you know, because AU is very expensive. So I, I think that, uh, it will work out. I put it this way. If you're good enough, coaches will find you. <laughs> that That's very true. We were asking Jake a little bit about coming back into Nemzik. We know you're in your office right now. I know you've had a couple of prospective student athletes on campus for visits here this week. Uh, another one today. We can't talk about names, but what, how's that been a little bit different doing a campus visit in this environment? Well, it certainly is weird. Um, you know, I felt bad for the mother that was here the other day because she actually felt claustrophobic having to wear a mask. And, you know, so I really felt bad for her. Um, you know, so we'll work our way through that. And, uh, but, you know, for the most part, the campus tour was great. You know, nothing's changed there. Uh, you know, just maybe uh, getting in and out of buildings a little more quickly because, you know, there's not as much activity going on. But, you know, for the most part, it's just really getting to visit with people, uh, which is the same, uh, you know, but the, the campus certainly does have a kind of that desert feel to it where, you know, just not a lot of things going on right now. But, you know, the one the, the great thing is, I thought, is that we had sent out virtual tours to recruits and them coming on campus, they thought our campus was beautiful. And so that's the nice thing to get these kids on campus and see how beautiful our campus is. Awesome. And hey, Jake, uh, Carla just talked about the, the younger generations coming up. How much communication have you kind of had as that leadership group in sparking that same tenacity and competitiveness in the incoming freshman to Dragon football? Yeah, I mean, because right now the unknown is if we're going to have fall camp, it's going to be reduced. When can we start? And all that stuff. And normally we have some freshmen coming up during the summertime, which now with this going on, they're not able to. And so it, uh, fall camp with that being, we might not be able to install as many plays as we want. So as the seniors, we really have to make sure that the freshmen coming in are going to be ready to go and they're not going to have any setbacks on learning the playbook or anything like that. So we've kind of just been trying to meet with them as much as they can. People are busy nowadays, but just trying to make sure that they're on top of the basic plays, the simple ones to get down just so when we get into fall camp, things can go as smoothly as possible. Oh, that, that makes me want to jump in and ask this question. So you talk about plays in the playbooks, and I mean, what is your favorite kind of play in the playbook? And I want to, the exact play, 
but a little bit more than whether it's a pass or a run because it's not take a rocket science to figure out what you like better on that. Well, I like the ones that score us the most points. <laughs> oh, good answer. <laughs> Remember that, Coach Nelson, when you're calling plays. It's the <laughs> players like the ones that score the most points. So do coaches. Right. Um, before we move on to a couple other topics, um, Doug, you shared a little something you were texting with a, a colleague with that if you like plays, you know, if you had to run these new freshmen through some of these plays, how would you teach them how to throw a football? And that question comes from our friend Denise <laughs> Gorsline. That's right. So, Sonani, you did a little speech on how to throw a football. I mean, what were some of the – how long was it and what were some of the key points you threw in there? Uh, it just had to be a short little video on – it was our how-to speech. So, fittingly, I did a how to throw a football. And, I don't know, it was just the basics. I was like – if everyone's going to be at a tailgate or something at some point in your life. So everyone should know how to throw a football, whether it's a baseball or something like that. You don't want to be that person that goes out there and embarrasses and then it starts rolling over there. So I just gave them a little few pointers. Uh, all right. So then that makes me want to ask how, how far is the farthest you've thrown a football? I'm not talking completed pass, but if we put you on the goal line and said, throw it as far as you can, how far have you, how far do you think you can throw it? Oh, boy. Uh, as guys on that team, my body's probably falling apart. So if I tried to just chuck it as far as I could, my arm would probably fall off. All right. <laughs> That's a good answer. Way not to give away too much there on yeah. the whole arm strength. Yeah, we might have some other teams listening on this call. <laughs> far is the right answer. Far is the right answer. Um, just far a reminder. You, Peters, that would be the right answer. For sure. Um, just so for our fans watching, if you have any questions for Coach Nelson or Jacob, please throw them in the Zoom uh, chat. We'll get to those as well. And for those of you who are watching on Facebook, uh, just ask your questions in the comments. Um, one big reason why we wanted to invite Coach Nelson here today is to talk a little bit about the Dragon Women's Golf Scramble. Uh, could you tell us about when that's happening and a little bit more about that event? Am I on? Have you muted me? No, I would never. I know better than that, Coach. <laughs> well, I've been a lot this year. So anyway, uh, it's uh, July 7th uh, at the Moorhead Country Club, 1 o'clock shotgun. Um, you know, we have some great sponsors that really stepped up and help, uh, to help us get this um, going. Uh, Valley Imports is our big sponsor. They're sponsoring the, the, the golf and the, the carts. Um, Gate City Bank is sponsoring the meal. And Connie Theraldson and Gary are, are sponsoring the, really Connie is, uh, the, the uh, gift certificates out of the pro shop. So everything that we generate uh, uh, from the golfers will, will go directly to scholarships. So, uh, you know, it's a great event. Uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. We're going to try to keep some social distancing yet, uh, still have a good time. And, and so we've done some different things as far as the tournament goes, as far as meals and stuff like that. But uh, right now it looks like we have about 80 golfers. Maybe we'll get a few more. Maybe we'll get closer to 90. We'll see. Uh, but I thought that was a good turnout considering all the all the stuff that's happening in the world right now. Yeah, right. since we're in a social media world, if anybody's interested in golfing, just reach out to Coach Nelson via social media. Sorry I had to throw that in, Webby. Well, I just saw Terry Sinani hop in to to watch today. So you got any uh, comments on that front, Jacob? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun to see. Uh, Coach, why is this tournament so important to you? I know a lot of your friends, a lot of uh, 
important people in women's athletics are in this. Why, why is this tournament such a big deal? Well, first of all, we get a lot of alumni to come back and golf in it. I mean, that's what makes it uh, a little bit extra special for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think getting back to the alumni, they mark their calendars for this date. You know, they really look forward to it. So we'll probably have between 30 to 40 alumni golfing in this tournament. And, uh, you know, those women know how to have a good time on the golf course. They're not the, I don't know if some of them are the best golfers, but they do not care. It's just their way of, uh, getting to see each other and, uh, you know, basically donating some money and, uh, you know, maybe having a, a drink or two, you just never know. But, uh, I have a lot of friends that golf in this tournament and I, I think it just becomes a social event more so than anything else. And, uh, it's become pretty special to me. I've gotten to meet a lot of people, uh, through this event and, you know, all the big sponsors that I have in this tournament are all women. So they've really stepped up big time. And uh, it's nice to see women in uh, those positions where they can uh, really donate some big dollars to, to this event. And I really appreciate that. Are there? Yeah, I'd say one of my favorite parts of the tournament, Webby, is watching Coach Nelson just talk to everybody. You know, at the beginning of the tournament, at the end of the tournament, maybe who a little, little tired after the full day on the course. But in the registration piece, just watching you, Coach Nelson, interact with everybody that's there, that's probably my favorite part of the tournament, just for me from a selfish standpoint. I like well, going around and taking pictures, man. I, that's usually my <laughs> role that day. Um, a few are reluctant, but a few teams really get into that picture and, and that memory, and they, they hang on to that too. Um, and it's just like you said, a lot of wonderful long longstanding and new relationships get formed at that tournament. And that's, that's really you know, the highlight in seeing some of those things come together. Um, but as well as, as that is, you know, can you share maybe some of the names that you're excited to see? I know you're excited to see everybody at this tournament. Are there some people that are, are, are coming in that you're really excited to see and share that might, you know, say, hey, come and join, join us? Well, I, I'm always excited to see all the alums, okay? Right. And if I start naming names, you know, I'm probably going to forget somebody. But, you know, the first person that comes to mind is Judy Nelson and, you know, the Trailblazers, Karen Schumacher, Sandy. Sandy Hope and uh, Marianne Dunny and, uh, you know, all those ladies that come in, Mindy Hovind, I mean, just crazy, fun, fun people. And, you know, I think when I get to see them, uh, you understand how special uh, Dragon Athletics is, especially on the women's side. There's a lot of, uh, when you bring those ladies back onto the course, uh, for, on the course that day and, and just in general, uh, there's a lot of camaraderie and, you know, that is what I love most about that day. And it's just to see them enjoying to see each other, you know, getting to see each other and, um, you know, just keeping that tradition up. I think that's a huge deal. Uh, you know, that's something that's really important to me is tradition. Um, I'm, I, I love tradition. I love things that, you know, me, Webby, I, I we have the same song for pregame uh, introductions. I mean, I love that. I think that, those things go a long way in making people feel connected to uh, your sport, your your athletic department, and your institution. And I don't ever want to lose that. All right. So, you know, one of the questions that's out there is, Coach Nelson, are we going to see you at a Red Hawks game this summer? 
Well, I, if the Red Hawks play and we get a, a sweet, absolutely. You know, it's one of my favorite things. I, you know, I'm a big baseball fan, so I, I love that. And you know, Doug, as well as I, that that is a huge social event for us too. So, yeah, I mean, I love the Red Hawks. I, I've never had a bad experience over there. I wasn't sure if you were going to say you loved baseball or you loved mini donuts because I know they're neck and neck. Well, I mean, I love mini donuts now. I just have to be careful how many I eat. <laughs> but right, I, so I, that makes me ask, Sonani, what do you love to eat that you maybe shouldn't eat? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm a big snacker. So anytime there's snack food, I could just finish the whole bag. <laughs> <laughs> So you're you know, a chips I, guy or a, a cookie yeah, guy? Whatever I get my hands on. Whatever I get my hands on. You know, on the flip side of it, Jake, you just got to listen to Coach Nelson talk about uh, the alumni and engagement and the group she mentioned with the, the Trailblazers. They're from the 70s and 80s. You know, when you think ahead to being an alum, you know, what are you thinking about? How Are you thinking at all about what it's going to be like in, in 20 years? Or are you just in the here and now? Uh, I mean, I'm mostly in the here and now, but at the same time, when you see older guys come back to practice that I played with my freshman year and stuff like that, I mean, that's always a sweet, just seeing that they still care about us and they're willing to take time out of their day to come watch us practice and just meet up with us. Who's one guy on your team, one teammate, maybe, or or a couple that you know you're going to be talking to in 20 years from now when something happens, you're going to be shooting him the text or give him the call and say, hey, this happened. Probably all my roommates. I mean, I give them a shout out. Adam Johnson, Austin Rube, uh, Joe Muccio, who just transferred here from St. Cloud, and then Phil Melrose. So, I mean, I hope our house still stays connected when we graduate. Yeah, that I would say that's the funnest thing uh, for me as an athletic director, and I know it's true for, for Carla and Webby. It's watching the groups come back and that they you've stayed in touch. It's not so much that you came back, but it's more like with the Trailblazers group, they're still so tight and they still have the relationships and it's lasted, you know, it's a lifetime relationship and that stuff is awesome to see from my perspective. And, and coach, you know who you live with now. So yeah, well, be sure to tell uh, Melro high for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, coach Nelson, I mean, you've gotten to see that perspective as well of trying to connect the, the newer alums from your program to that trailblazer and, and to that, um, group of kind of all-star alums how, how what's some advice you would give to some of the younger alums to get reconnected to the alumni community and still stay connected to their program you know that's you know I think I think it's it's tricky um I, I think as coaches as athletic as an athletic department as an institution it's our responsibility to um you know, bring those, those trailblazers back. I'll give an example that we have, we have an alumni game usually, and we'll bring the trailblazers back, but we'll bring alumni back and then we'll have a social. And then we just really uh, try to, well, I'm not even going to say it's we, the, the, the older alums usually share a lot of stories and then the younger alums will share some stories. And then all of a sudden it becomes our story. And it's, yeah, so I think that's pretty cool stuff. Um, you know, I don't think there's any one way that's right or wrong. I just feel like um, it's our job to try to keep them engaged. And I think that, um, you know, if people want to be engaged, they're going to, but it's, we have to do the best we can to try to promote that. And that's what we try to do uh, from women, the women's basketball standpoint. 
Um, you know, and I learned those things from, you know, my experiences at the University of North Dakota. And I will say this, that if you don't work at it, uh, you will lose those connections. So you actually have to work at it. And uh, the alumni game is one thing, but, you know, I try to stay connected via text message, FaceTime, um, you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all those things. You know, I think those are the things that help you stay connected. And, um, you know, it's, it's a constant, it's out, it's constant. You just can't, you can't drop the ball on that and think it's going to happen. still, still uh, continue or maintain it because it won't happen that way. And there's that uncomfortable silence when we don't know who's going to talk next right there. So as we look at it, Carla, any advice to anybody about, uh, did, I, did I hit it right? If somebody's interested in playing in the, in the women's golf tournament, just reach out to you via social media. Is that the best way to do it? Well, I think that's the easiest. They can, you know, most of these ladies are on Facebook. Uh, they certainly can, you know, uh, message me. They can email me. They can, uh, some of them have my number. They can text me. It doesn't matter. That's the easiest way because, uh, we decided late to put this tournament on. And so, um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Just get in touch with me or call Moorhead Country Club and they'll get in touch with me too. So that's, those are the easiest things to do. Awesome. It's a little bit old school. We, with the whole COVID and the restrictions of the state of Minnesota, we are going old school and it's going to be yeah. an awesome day. That That's for sure. And yeah, it's going to be trip. And you know what? Let's pray there's no rain and we can get out and golf and enjoy the sunshine and you know, the one thing I'll say about golf is when you get out in golf and uh, the frustrations of golf makes it makes the world seem, you know, not so bad. It, it's, it's some normalcy. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask. Shots will be away at the same time. No, it's the same I question. I was going to ask her how her game's been so far. And by that comment, I'm guessing not very good. It's not. It's not. You know, this is what I learned, though, after breaking my arm, that that it doesn't matter how you know, good or bad I golf. I don't really care. Uh, you know, I just want to enjoy the day and most of us just want to enjoy our friends. And that's just a great way. Golf is a great way to bring us all together. And Jacob, I know, you know, your roommates, uh, and a couple of them have been involved in a little bit of fun stuff and bonding as well around marbles. Can you tell me what's going on there with that marble game? I mean, it was just, um, a few guys on the team just trying to have a good time. I mean, everyone was stuck um, quarantine. So, I mean, what better way to go on social media and have a marble race? <laughs> how, how involved have you been in, in the marble races, and what is your marble of choice? See, I, I wasn't too involved in it. I'd watch the videos and stuff, but I wasn't that involved. But, I mean, my roommate Phil, he was, he was one of the runners of that. I mean, <laughs> he loved doing that. He's definitely either the hype guy or the cameraman. One of you. So for our fans who are watching and listening, and if you don't know, they created a probably an eight-foot-long board, put screws, rubber bands, a, a release mechanism, and a winning chute at the end, and would release you know six or seven marbles. And each one of them has a name and a, a, a record and a history. And so you see these things roll down and all the, the football guys are in the room like, yeah, 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 trying to, you know, get it going. But the chatter amongst um, the rest of the team of, you know, I'm rooting for this marble today. I think it's going to be this marble and all the smack talk in there. It was just one of the coolest ways that I saw this, this off period. 
of uh, a team doing something innovative and different to to stay together and have a, a commentary. So, um, you know, thank you for for um, your teammates for giving me that kind of entertainment because I, I tuned in for a few of those and that was fun. But uh, you know, just as we get into the end of the show here, um, and you're getting through some some of the conditioning workouts and some of the weightlifting workouts. You know, what do you say to the fans out there to get fired up for watching some Dragon football this fall? I would just say that the Dragons are ready, and we're hoping that we have a season this year so we can showcase what we've been working the whole offseason. And, Carla, same question to you. What are those fans need to look for out of Dragon women's basketball next year? Well, I hope an exciting brand of basketball. And, by the way, I do like the marble races also, which is <laughs> – you know, somebody in her fifties can like those too. So I do it. That is cheap entertainment. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I think it'll be exciting. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, we can build off, uh, what we, what we ended up, how we ended up finishing last year. I thought we played better at the end of last year. So we'll see. I mean, it's, if a coach knew exactly how our team or their team was going to play, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Um, if we could see into the future at all, it'd be wonderful right now. Uh, but thank you both for joining us on, on the show today. Thank you, Doug, for helping us out with some questions. Thank you all for, for listening. Uh, for those of you interested in the Dragon Women's Golf Scramble, hit up with Carla Nelson, Dragon Women's Basketball on social media to, to secure your place in a wonderful event that supports uh, women's sports, women's athletics, and women's scholarships here in our community. Uh, thank you all. Thank you both, all three of you. Uh, see ya. Thanks for having me. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of our guests for joining us this week. If you want to reconnect to your program, please just reach out to the coach, reach out to Doug, contact our Alumni Foundation, shoot us a message on social media. We can't wait to welcome you back and grow such a valuable piece of your life, being a part of the Dragons family. If there's someone you want to hear from or questions you want answers to, just hit us up with a DM on social media or email msumdragons at mnstate.edu and we will do our best to get your questions answered and future guests that mean the most to you on the MSUM Dragons podcast. Thank you for listening. Please share the episode and subscribe. And of course, go Dragons! Dragons!